Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We are pleased to welcome to the program the uh, leader of the Federal Conservative Party, Andrew Shear, joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Mr. Shear, good morning. Thank you for joining good. us today. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Busy day today. Let's uh, maybe further. We've got a little bit of time. First of all, let's talk about the announcement that you made up on Concession Street today. Yeah, so basically what we announced today was that we are going to conduct a review of all the programs that the government of Canada has that relate to corporate welfare, and we're going to eliminate the types of spending that goes to benefit uh, corporate executives or highly profitable companies uh, or companies that don't even operate in Canada or that won't benefit jobs here in Canada. Uh, we believe that we will be able to save about hundred, about $1.5 billion. We're going to take that money out of the hands of corporate executives and government lobbyists and put it right in the pockets of hardworking Canadians. Um. A similar promise was made during the 2004 campaign by the Harper government, and it didn't really work. I mean, we, we've been there, done that. Why is it going to be different this time? Well, uh, we are going to we are going to implement it. We are going. We've seen this in the past. Such egregious examples of Justin Trudeau giving hundreds of millions of dollars to co- highly profitable companies or companies that haven't even asked for it. Uh, he gave a forty million dollar grant to uh, a technology company, and when the CEO of that company was asked uh, if he asked for it, he said no. I uh, put $1.6 billion into the energy sector on the eve of the election, and the representatives of the energy sector said that they'd just rather live in a country where pipelines can get built uh, instead of where the government has to give out handouts. So we believe that we that, that it's long overdue to, to take this approach, and we have such egregious examples of Trudeau's mismanagement that the time is right to, uh, to get on with it. Does this mean uh, the end of, of government support for some industries here in this country? Well, what it doesn't mean is that we're going to uh, not no longer give that type of help to integrated supply chains or to strategic industries. So there will continue to be the types of uh, measures to incentivize research and development, uh, the types of things that keep our Canadian companies competitive in strategic industries uh, like aerospace, like auto. Uh, but what it what what it will stop doing is sending money to highly profitable companies to benefit their shareholders or to, you know, leave the country. We've seen that in the past where, you know, uh, for example, $12 million grant to Loblaws, uh, a company that posted almost a billion dollars worth of profits uh, in 2018. Uh, I don't believe that at the same time that Justin Trudeau is raising taxes on small businesses, that big companies like Loblaws need those kinds of grants. With uh, Conservative leader Andrew Scheer, who is uh, in town today, uh, you've mentioned, uh, Mr. Scheer, $1.5 billion in savings with this program. It's early days in the campaign, only in the first couple of weeks already, but uh, just doing a quick tally on some of the things that, that your government has promised, or your party has promised, uh, if they form government, it's about $10 billion in promises. Uh, how are you going to pay for this? That's the same question I'm asking all the leaders. Where, where, where's this money coming from? Yeah, and that is a fair question and one that you should continue asking. Uh, we are going to unveil a fully costed platform with plenty of time for Canadians uh, to evaluate. Uh, today's announcement is is an indication of where we're going to find a significant amount of savings. $1.5 billion will allow us to bring back the children's sports and, uh, and fitness tax credit. It will help pay for the cost of the public transit tax credit. So as we're making these announcements on how we're going to put money in the pockets of Canadians, uh, we will also be showing Canadians how we get there. Obviously, there will be more examples of uh, uh, philosophical differences that we just don't believe the government should be doing. This is one of them. Government dollars, taxpayers' dollars to profitable companies. Liberals believe in conservatives. Oh, uh, in the coming days, we'll be having uh, more ex- uh, types of these types of announcements so Canadians can understand exactly where the money's going to come from to balance the budget. 
you can understand, obviously, an awful lot of people in Ontario might be a little nervous when you use a phrase like, we're going to find savings, uh, which is not unlike what uh, Mr. Ford said when he re- was running to be premier of this province. And we've seen cuts in autism programming. We've seen cuts in education, cuts in health care. Uh, we've got teachers that are ready to walk out. I mean, it's it's turning into a pretty ugly situation here. Uh, you can understand a certain amount of trepidation there when a, 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 a potential government leader says, look, at, yeah, we're going we're gonna to find efficiencies and find savings. Where are the cuts going to come from? Well, uh, first of all, let me just say that uh, I have made a solemn guarantee that transfers for health care, education, and social programs will only ever increase by at least 3%. So those are, are going to continue to go up, and, and people of Ontario can have confidence that uh, programs like health care, education, and other social programs will be strengthened. Unlike the Liberal government approach last time, they balanced the budget on the backs of those very programs. The announcement today is precisely to show Canadians where we're getting the money so that now people in Ontario can understand, okay, it's not coming from healthcare and education, it's coming from greedy corporate executives who, instead of focusing on having a better product or offering a better service, they hire government lobbyists to go get money from the government. That's where these savings are going to come. And as I said, in the days ahead, the weeks ahead, we'll have further very detailed announcements that show the people of Ontario, the people of Canada, exactly how we're going to lower taxes while at the same time as getting back to balanced budgets. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I mentioned uh, the comments, I'm sure you've read them, uh, Mr. Shear, from Brian Mulroney, he was on the power play with Don Martin yesterday, uh, suggesting, I, I guess I'm, uh, to paraphrase, uh, political leaders that don't pay attention to the uh, climate change and environmental issues and develop uh, substantive policies on this uh, do so at their own peril. Now, your policy that you've rolled out uh, has been criticized in many circles uh, by environmentalists, uh, even by some economists, to say it's just not enough. It's it's really lip service to this. Uh, do you... Do you fine-tune this, or are you going to go to the people with what you've got? No, I actually believe that Mr. Mulroney was referring to the Liberal Party uh, that uh, has a failed program that has been shown not to work. Uh, Justin Trudeau's carbon tax is not working. It will not work. Uh, We know that. That's not my opinion. It's not my theory. The parliamentary budget officer, environmental scientists have all shown that Canada is falling further and further behind our Paris targets. Our plan is a real plan that takes the climate fight global, the climate change fight global, exporting clean Canadian technology with a number of uh, different initiatives, a green patent tax credit that will spur research and development here in Canada. We're going to scrap the carbon tax. We're going to force large industrial emitters to invest in technology funds that will be used to uh, develop the exact type how, of you're gonna, uh, how do you, How do you intend to force them to do that? Well, we are going to uh, institute a regime for large emitters that emit more than 40 kilotons of CO2 uh, to pay into these types of funds. This will not go to government coffers. This is not uh, what the Liberal approach is, which is the carbon tax. I should note that just recently a study came out of British Columbia that showed that emissions in British Columbia, a province with a, a carbon tax, they've had a carbon tax for quite a while, went up last year. So I'm convinced that Canadians understand now that a tax on carbon does not help lower CO2 emissions. Uh, it's been misrepresented by a lot of the advertising. I think it's really kind of skewered people's opinions on this. And 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 I I, I understand your point. And and you know I you, I could find five reports right now that say it's a great idea and five that say it's a bad idea, uh, which is I think is only uh, you know clouding the situation for an awful lot of people. Uh, you, you mentioned. Well, I did, I go did, ahead. I just I just go, sure, that, you, you're you're absolutely right. You can always find a communist uh, economist or, or or analyst to say one thing or another. I'm just going on the facts, though. I, it's not my opinion. 
that CO2 emissions are continuing to go up or that uh, CO2 emissions went up in British Columbia last year. That, that was measured. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a result. It is something that is, have, has been proven to be true. So if they have a carbon tax that was supposed to lower emissions and emissions are going up, I think it's a safe conclusion to say the carbon tax isn't working. All right, and and obviously the voters are going to decide on that. I got to ask you one question because obviously we mentioned that you were going to be joining us on the program today, and I, I got a number of emails from people saying, "Ask Mr. Shear this." Ask the one that seems to be consistent had to do with announcements you made a couple of days ago uh, out in British Columbia, and it had to do with the uh, the tax credit for sports and and for uh, uh, for uh, different issues, uh, you know that uh, families can actually get into, which is really kind of a reprise of, of something the Harper government introduced some years ago. Uh, and the criticism there that I heard from an awful lot of families, even after it was implemented, was like, I still got to pay the money up front. I still got to pay a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks or whatever it is for my kids to go in to dance lessons or sports. You know, the tax credit might be a nice idea, but it's not helping me to actually get kids in there. And they're, they're concerned, again, that there are going to be a lot of kids who want to get involved in this, whose parents simply can't afford to, and the tax credit's not offering them any help at all. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we know that uh, this particular tax credit was extremely popular. Uh, you are right that it was introduced by the previous Conservative government. Justin Trudeau took it away, along with several other tax credits that helped make life more affordable. Uh, one thing we've done to help low-income Canadians with this policy is to make the tax credit refundable. So even people who otherwise would not uh, pay taxes or receive tax credits uh, will under this program because it is a fully refundable tax credit. So it does help low-income Canadians uh, just as much as it does uh, other families as well. Well, it doesn't put money into their pocket to pay for the kids to get into the program. That's the concern I think a lot of people are showing. Well, you know, at the end of the day, parents have a lot of costs that, that they bear uh, out of pocket uh, up front. Uh, our goal is to make a, a tax time when they follow those taxes to put money back in their pockets. Uh, as you know, monthly household Budgets uh, have a lot of different components to it, but if people know at the end of the year they get a sizable tax return because of the various types of credits we're introducing, that will allow them to uh, to, to to pay for uh, raising those kids. It allow them to they can now make monthly budgeting plans knowing that they're going to get healthy returns at tax time. Are, Mr. Sure, tax credits actually going to be the theme if you were to form the next government. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because in addition to the popular tax credits that we are bringing back, we also have announced the universal tax cut, which is a tax cut for everyone who pays taxes. We're lowering the first income tax bracket from 15% to 13.75%. That's going to save the average middle-income family about $850 a year. That's significant. That's substantial. It's universal. It's not a tax credit. It will be a broad-based tax cut. So uh, we are going to have uh, a blend of different types of approaches to cutting taxes, but all of them are aimed at putting more money back in the pockets of Canadians. Well, the reason I was asking, again, based on another email that I got, and I wanted to get your comment on this, and it has to do with uh, daycare. And and I know that, once again, we're talking about uh, tax subsidies and, 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 and tax uh, deferrals and things of this nature with all these other issues. But the, the idea of a tax credit for families for their, their daycare expenses uh, is not creating more spaces, and that seems to be the real issue here. Affordability is always going to be an issue with any one of those programs. But if you don't have enough spaces for children, uh, you've got a major crisis. And that seems to be at the point we're at right now. How do you how do you intend to actually create more daycare spaces or generate those spaces so that so that we can actually take advantage of some of the stuff that you're offering? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the principle of providing support directly to parents to decide how best to spend it as it relates to raising children, whether it's for daycare, for activities, or for any number of things, is a conservative principle. Uh, the Canadian Child Benefit is based on a conservative approach to providing that support directly to parents, and then parents can decide how best 
they'd like to do that. Uh, obviously, the federal government has, uh, in the past, supported different initiatives that create uh, child care spaces. Uh, that will continue into the future. Uh, part of the 3% increase every year to provincial governments for social programs do include measures for that as well. But again, I continue to believe that the best way to support parents is not for uh, governments to decide how to spend that dollar, uh, those dollars, not for, uh, for new bureaucratic uh, programs. It's to provide that support directly to parents. Listen, I, nobody's going to argue, but putting money into people's pockets is a, is a bad thing. Of course it is. But uh, that extra money in those parents' pockets isn't going to do them much good if they can't find anywhere for their child to go. Well, you know, uh, if you have a one-size-fits-all approach, though, if you have the government concentrating solely on on that approach, uh, then you then you leave a lot of different families behind. You leave out families who uh, work opposite shifts, who depend on a relative, who have a, a neighborhood nanny that looks after uh, the, their kids the, the, the way I did and the way that uh, my mother-in-law used to be. So our approach provides the greatest amount of flexibility, the greatest amount of support uh, to families, while at the same time ensuring that there is funding available to different levels of government uh, for the creation of, uh, of daycare spaces. So I believe we have a blended approach Approach, the right mix of support directly to parents and increasing those social transfers, which will help support those programs. I know your time is tight, but I've got one other question for you, which is a Hamilton-centric question, and again, we're going based on some of the emails. Uh, and this is actually from somebody from the United Auto Workers who works down at Stel- or, uh, Steel Workers, rather, that works over at Stelco. Uh, and, and I know that you've addressed this and you've talked about the steel industry in, in broad terms, uh, but this gentleman, it's a very long email. The, the essence of it was is that the Harper government left Stelco twisting in the wind when they were going through their problems with U.S. steel and pension reform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but what assurances do we have uh, if you were to form the government to support the steel industry and to support, more importantly, the workers in the steel industry? Well, uh, that is a great question. I have steel workers in my own riding in Regina. I've got a a large steel plant there that specifically makes steel for pipelines. Uh, We know that the types of policies that make Canada less competitive make it harder for companies to grow here in Canada. A lot of that has to do with things like payroll taxes, like the carbon tax, so and uh, the cancellation of big energy projects like Northern Gateway and Energy East. We we can do uh, a trem- way more to support our steel workers if our economy is booming and big projects like pipelines are getting built. So removing the carbon tax, getting back to being a country of yes, where big things can be built again, that will create the demand for the great quality steel that the people of Hamilton make. Uh, so we are going to support our steel workers through a variety of ways, one of which is making it more attractive to produce steel here in Canada by lowering government taxes and uh, streamlining re- regulations so that these companies can thrive here in Canada. In Canada. Would you introduce legislation to guarantee pensions? You know, that, that is something that, uh, that has been proposed uh, as it relates to where uh, pensions rank when companies go through, uh, through bankruptcies. Yeah. Uh, we, that, that is something we, have, we, have, we, we are studying. It is, uh, it is something that uh, many people have advocated for. Uh, we'll have something more specific to say on that uh, at a later date. Uh, we'll have to leave it there. Uh, thank you so much. Not your first visit to Hamilton, of course, during this campaign, and probably not your last, so I'm sure we'll uh, talk again. Thanks for the time today, though, Mr. Shear. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Andrew Shear, the uh, conservative leader who is in town today. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.